This is Angel Bueno from One Soul. I've been meditating on the virtues of Jesus for another week. And now I hope that with the thoughts that I've been praying about from Him, I get to help one more soul. So we get to the last one of the capital virtues. Or as well, the last one of the capital sins. So that is gluttony. Um, (laughs) This is one that feels very personal to me. Because it's the one my brothers used to tease me when I was little. So they used to, I used to love eating, I gotta say. I still love eating, but um, in a very, very different way. But yeah, so um, I I was, when I was little, um, I used to eat a lot, like a lot. And I was pretty fat as well. Um, And that being the last one of five and having three brothers above me, it did not help. But uh, anyway, I was very happy. My sister and my mother loved me very much. But um, but yes, so uh, one more time, this is a very, very common um, ver- uh, vice today in our society. Gluttony. Um, and the opposite virtue, that is temperance or sobriety, um, sobriety more... Um, uh, addressed so sobriety is more addressed of uh, keeping our limits um, temperance covers a, a wider range of actions but uh, but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll jump into it a little bit more but um, the, the, the point with gluttony today is not that much whether you eat a lot or you eat more than what you need that is true that's true but you when, once you learn that like Gluttony is not just about eating with your eyes, as my mom used to say to me. Like, okay, whatever you put on your plate, you need to finish it uh, and all that. That is not gluttony. That is one little part of gluttony. But I think today, gluttony is more about indulging ourselves. We live in an indulgent society where you need to give yourself all you want and this gluttony is very much linked to human hedonism so of just feeling good wanting to be good giving myself all that i want all that i feel like and there is a big big issue with this because if you give your body everything your body wants he will manage your life, or it will manage your life. I, um, when I was growing up in high school, I remember my teacher talked to us about this, and he he said a joke one day, and he said because, um, he said like the, my body talking, right? He said, um, my body, my body, like you are well fed. You have drunk well. What else do you want? And has and, 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 and the body said, let's work a little. And then he said to his body, uh-uh, you cannot give your body all your body wants. Anyway, it's a joke. But it's funny that it actually happens completely the opposite of what happens in this joke. 
So when we give all to our body, food, um, drink, um, pleasures, um, time, uh, buying clothes or, or whatever you put there, whatever you indulging yourself with, you put it there, whatever you're struggling with, we all struggle with something. Um, if we keep saying yes to our body, our body will not say, can I work a little? Your body will work because it has to work, but will not do it for the glory of God. So, also, um, meditating in this um, voice and, and virtue, I remembered how in the Gospels, this is one of the most clear attacks that Jesus gets as, um, as, as a sinner, that they tell him that he drinks and eats, and he doesn't fast. And the same about his disciples, they say, what about the disciples of John? John used to fast but your disciples eat and drink. And there is something very important here. Because he says, hey, there is times for fasting. There is times for eating. And the time right now for my disciples is the time to eat. The time for fasting will come. And this is something we need to have very, very clear. There are times, and, and, and the Catholic Church helps us very much to organize this. There is times for fasting and there is times for feasting. And there is nothing wrong with eating well. There is nothing wrong with eating sweets, with indulging ourselves a little bit, but having God in our minds, being God the driver of that indulgence. Not ourselves, not our body, not our pleasures, not our hedonism. God. If He has the reins of everything we do, as we've said many times in the past, we will not have this problem. Because whether we eat or drink, He will be the reason. Otherwise, we're becoming slaves. We've talked about this a lot, how uh, sin enslaves you. But indulging yourself spoils you. So we all know somebody or have come across people on the shops. They mama want this, mama want that, I want this, why don't you give it to me? And if they don't, they throw a tantrum. And I'm not talking about little kids that are learning to control the, the, themselves. I'm talking about teenagers that need to have everything. I remember a few years ago, in a different country, um, I came across a student um, that had the mobile phone. So a teacher took away his mobile phone and that kid hugged a tree and said that wouldn't leave the school until he got his phone. But the thing is, as a teenager, he, he all he had to do is to go home talk to his mother, bring her back, and get his phone. But he was so attached. So he was li not living temperance. He was not living sobriety with that phone. Phones are good things. But when we are gluttons of spending time with that phone, when we need it, when we need to eat from it, 
when we need to drink from it, when we cannot live without it, then we have a problem. Because God is not king of that. And that is a problem. We are enslaved for it. And the same and now let's focus a little bit more on food and drink. As I said before, there is nothing wrong. But at the same time, when we get it out of place, we cannot be eating all day. One of the mortifications that I was told when I was a teenager, when I was trying to stop those tendencies of when I was a kid that I used to eat a lot, um, they told me just said what when are you gonna eat in the day and eat then and only then do not eat between meals and man it is difficult and especially now that I have my own home it is very hard it's very hard to just stick to the meals when you you eat when you are meant to eat and when you're not you just don't eat and the same with drinking so whether it's alcohol or sodas or even just water. It's true, water is very important for you. But actually it teaches your body a very, very good lesson when you are very thirsty and you say, I'm going to wait five minutes. Because that is what makes you a human. A human being created in the image and likeness of God. Because when I've taught my dog... (laughs) I'm going to make a comparison here between animals, irrational animals and rational animals, that, uh, a.k.a. human beings. Um, I've taught my dog not to go eat, but if I'm not out there and he's hungry and there is food, he will eat. There is nothing that will stop him. If he needs to do his uh, going to the toilet, he will do it. He will not wait. If he is thirsty, he will drink. He will not wait. Us, as human beings, we can feel like anything and say no. We can have the tendency of checking a girl on the street and we say no. We can have the tendency of eating more. and Even though we are very hungry, we have one plate and we don't have seconds. We can say no. We can go to a party, everybody's drinking, everybody's getting drunk. And we can say, I've had one, I'm saying now. And that makes you a human being. That's why this voice is so damaging. And the virtue of temperance, so important. Because it makes you a human being. It makes the difference between you and an irrational animal. It is so important to live this because the more we behave like animals, the more we don't control ourselves, the more the devil is winning. Just um, like I've been listening, as I've said hundred times now, to these exorcists. And they said that the dev- the demons, they possess humans and they... They do all these these, uh, crazy things to humans because they want to damage the fact that we are made in the image and likeness of God. They hate that. So so when we don't control ourselves, we are damaging the image and likeness of God 
and the demons, if they could rejoice, they would be rejoicing. They're actually throwing parties because you can't control yourself. You are damaging the image and likeness that God created you with. So, how do we control this? How do we build this virtue? How did Jesus build this virtue? Just remember, before he spent uh, three years enjoying with his um, disciples, going to, to with St. Matthew to a party, or to the weddings of Cana, to this and that, and enjoying drinking and eating, he spent 40 days fasting in the desert. So, what did he do? He tore his body and told the devil with those three temptations, you have no power over me. And you, by the grace of God, you can say the same every time you're tempted. And to educate your body, mortify yourself. Set yourself a list of five little sacrifices that you can put in practice every day. It's true, even if it is not the time of Lent, we can say no to many things. We can sacrifice ourselves. I remember um, after we passed the octave of Lent last year, um, I went to, to for a spiritual direction, and the guy and the guy I talked to, he said, "Hey, the eight days of Easter are over. Um, now you have Easter all the way to Pentecost, but the octave is over. The cold shower needs to be back." And he said, oh, okay, <laughs> it's winter in Australia. Um, they didn't use that, by the way. <laughs> but uh, but yes, yeah, so and that taught me something very important. No matter what part of the year it is, we still need to be sacrificing. We can be feasting, but still be sacrificing. And that is essential to be able to kick the devil out of our tendencies. We might tend towards sin because of original sin and our broken nature, but we can take control over it because of the grace of God. We can't be slaves because slavery is the devil's. Freedom is God's. So let's just set ourselves with a few sacrifices to carry on every day because that way your body will be yours, not you will be your bodies. I want to finish that indirectly I've been saying it the whole during the whole podcast, but I want to finish with um, a passage from the letters, the first letter to the Corinthians, um, from Jim, same, not same John Paul, from St. Paul to the Corinthians, um, is um, chapter 10, verse 31. And St. Paul says to them, because they were talking about this, the importance of sobriety and the importance of um, uh, feasting, and, and, but they were at the same time being temperate. So, and St. Paul said, hey, it is good. The church tells us when to fast, when to feast. But remember, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So just remember, when you're sacrificing yourself, they are omnis gloria. When you're feasting, when you're eating, when you're drinking with your friends and with your family and celebrating, they are omnis gloria. God, to you, 
all the glory. This is Angel Bueno from One Soul. Thanks a lot for joining me today. It's been a great pleasure. I look forward to talking to you next week.